Games Podcast. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of a egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then get time and it will thrive, and you will be rewarded. It's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 267 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you uh, live on this uh, early morning Saturday, December 7th at 0650 hours. I make it 650 a.m. Pacific Coast time, left coast, coast of the most. Crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign. Ivor, you're fired. Oh, and that would make it, of course, for our sequel friends, uh, 2019, should old acquaintance, it's right around the corner, 2019, uh, 1207, 06, 50, 06, yeah, 06500, yeah, right? I don't know, I've been up all night, drinking, ah, yes, I've already fired, did I mention that? Now to the booze, mm. We have a short but powerful show for you this week. Very powerful, actually. I will ring the bell. That means that, of course, we're going to go for three fucking hours again. Just like always. We got tons of shit to talk about. Uh, But let's not bury the lead. Let's get straight to our top stories. First of all, 
The highly anticipated release of Red Dead Redemption 2 RD RDR2 Yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 a game that I've never been able to play because it's never been available for Linux suffers from some variant of the same goddamn bug that has made Grand Theft Auto 5 unplayable for Linux users. I'm not sure if it's the exact same, but it looks and feels a lot similar. Game doesn't work. Game is borked. File the ProtonDB report. Game is fucking borked. Um... It is dead on fucking arrival. RDR2 is D.O. fucking A. Uh, And, you know, I know that's not going to be a big deal to a lot of people who listen to this show, who have uh, children, who have consoles that they've been able to play the game on, but for the rest of us, it was a massive fucking disappointment yesterday, or the day before when it was released, and, uh, for 60 bucks, I, I only tried it with the $60 version, which is the lowest tier version, which I returned. The game has a, a very light footprint weighing in at 106 gigabytes. It's called sarcasm, for those of you who are not technically literate. Um, and it doesn't fucking work. Not on Linux, at least. And there have been other complaints and problems. I'm not interested in those. I just know it doesn't run on Linux, so there you go. But my return was processed within 30 minutes of my return being placed, so that was amazing. Alright, up next, Steam experienced a massive update, but but due to fucking Byzantine bullshit that I can't fucking adequately parse right now, I haven't been able to get back to the notes for this release, the full notes for this release, so I can adequately report all the shit that I read yesterday. This has been true for every Steam update ever that I've experienced on Linux. This needs to be fixed. There is no way to click on like an expanded news article that I've found. Like I, I only spent like 15 minutes looking for it again today because I read it all yesterday on Friday. Um, but ostensibly, ostensibly, they have added a huge convenience feature. If you're on Linux or Windows, joining a remote play session, I can't remember if it was a remote play session or if it was a remote view session automatically opens the microphones on both the broadcaster or the host's end and all subsequent clients' ends and mixes them so that they can all hear each other. I Like I said, I'm not sure if this is on the broadcast and I've not had a chance to try this yet. It's just dropped yesterday. And fuck you, uh, whatever Mac OS codename bullshit you're running, you're fucked. But for Linux and Windows users, they have made changes to the way you can communicate, and to which is huge welcome relief, and I'm not sure if it's for either or or, or both, but regardless, both of those features, but both of the, you know, both remote viewing of someone else's game, as well as remote uh, Steam play for couch multiplayer both of those features inside Steam could really benefit from this a streamlined 
uh, voice uh, system as opposed to having to alt-tab out of everything constantly or shift-tab if you're going to use the Steam overlay, which is very confusing and just very difficult because everyone else alt-tabs out of everything, like myself and Captain Ford, who had similar experience. Um, Props go out to Captain Ford this week. Uh, We played The Forest together. Been playing a lot of The Forest. I love The Forest. Um, But anyway there were a bunch of other tweaks that they made to Linux, like I remember I was getting high yesterday when I read the notes, um and I didn't make actual notes of the notes, so Ivor you're fired, Ivor was supposed to be there to be my anchor, my rock my main man to remind me, but he did not so I, I can't remember what the fuck else that they did to Linux, but whether it's either or or both welcome welcome edition I have not had a chance to test it yet Um, I'm looking forward to testing it later tonight when I'm fucking high also I joined the Pavlov VR for those of you who don't know Pavlov VR is my favorite virtual reality game I played on my Valve Index at least I used to until about a month ago month and maybe five weeks ago when it suddenly stopped working and heart crashes doesn't tell you anything this was post the update where they added fucking zombies and a new fucking added all this shit I can get into the game and then it crashes I can even hold a gun in the game and then it crashes so early this week I posted a thing to the bugs thread in uh, the Pavlov VR discord thread hoping that someone else could tell me something that I don't know obviously no one told me anything that I didn't know they were they tried to be very helpful well at least two of the many hundreds of let's see how many people are in the past lots of people are very upset about this because the game is borked uh, oh wait, I'll post this now and I'll tell you exactly what I sent. I sent this first to Dave Vills but I addressed it to at Dave Vills and Devs. Um, since reaching out for help, waiting a week for any word of coming improvements I'm sad to say we're going to have to run with it's broken and there's no sign of it getting fixed. This super sucks as this is my favorite game in VR but still crashes at startup and I've tried everything. Doubly infuri- I mean I have. I've tried everything. Doubly infuriating because it ran so well for months and months and still seems like it could slash really wants to but absent of anything materially helpful, thanks for the peeps who tried and especially lacking any input or interest from the devs, that's what we're running with. We're also taking it off of our game of the year list for this year, which also doubly sucks. Oh well, just thought you should know. And now I'm sending that to the entire Bugs forum. I'm sure that no one will be happy with that and they'll just berate me, but you know, it's been almost two months now since I've been able to play the game. It's been well over a month. And, uh, yeah, like if no one's gonna take any interest in like, I posted my pay spin of my Ink CZF. I gave them all the information that I had. I asked them if there was if there were any logs that I could get them. And then I waited a week, and a couple of, you know, regular users replied, 
and stuff. But, uh, you know, God bless them. They were, they were primitive hominid, cave dwelling hominid style replies in terms of like their technical, the technical details which they outline. By which I mean, to, I'm trying to politely say they were fucking idiots, but they weren't idiots. They were just, they were nice and they were well meaning, but it was like the same old joke about like iPhone technical support. Have you tried plugging it in and turning it off and on again? Yeah, I've done that and more. Um, anyway, someone very nice, of course, and this was the only negative reply that I got uh, from my original. I'm sure this is going to garner just a shitstorm, but hey, you know what, I didn't tell them on the outset that, I, you know, like, I run this podcast or anything, because I wanted to see what the technical support would be like just as an end user, and guess what, they do not give a fuck. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, I will continue to wait, but it is off of our game of the year list. That sucks for me personally, because it is the best game I've played in VR. So yeah, I, I lost track of my my point there, but yeah, there you go. You just experienced in real time a bit of game journalism actually happening that is probably just going to get everyone pissed at me. I do my best. I'm one man. What can I do? I mean, like, look, I got me and Ivor, and Ivor is not even... Ivor's like fucking half dead. He's like fucking ghost. He's an apparition. Apparitious Ivor Molina. Which actually has made him much more useful than his normal corporeal self. So anyway... This is, just like every fucking episode, there has to be a big, chunky knot of shit hidden somewhere in this episode where I get to rant about whatever the fuck I want, and right now I am ranting directly at Michael Epstein and Tyler Wilde of PCGamer.com which builds itself on their masthead as the global authority on PC games they published an article which I've linked in the, the show notes for this week in the blurb in the rundown in the whatever you can find it attached to this on our SoundCloud page or if our website is, our website's still fucked it is doubly fucked I have almost no time at all right now to fix it this is just ugh, this, class, this is a weird holiday season you know uh, Thanksgiving coming so late, and Christmas is like two weeks away. It's under. It is exactly no wait. It's the twenty fifth, and today's the seventh. So it's like two weeks and change away. So I got no fucking time for this bullshit. So back to PC Gamer and my unmitigated ire. They posted this 16 days ago. The title of the article is The Best VR Headset in 2019. Now, before you go and Google this article, please read the show blurb and then copy and paste the little compound command that I put uh, in the bottom of the blurb underneath PC Gamer's stupid VR headset piece. Just copy that and paste it into your terminal, press enter, and it will open whether you have adblock or not, it'll wget it and put it in your temp folder. It's what I do anytime that people hassle me about using adblocker. It's like, oh, you don't like me using adblocker. Well, you're blocking me because of adblocker? Makes me wget you and put you in my temp folder and then open you for my hard drive. And guess what? Your little fucking uh, your uh, 
your Ajax shit. Well, I don't even know if they still call it Ajax, but your your script aware shit does not work. Your, your you know your your active scripts do not work. Um, so you know, block. Please be sure to read this piece that way if you do decide to read it. So their piece is entitled "The Best VR Headset in 2019." Subhead, these are the best VR headsets in 2019, from high-spec PC-only devices to the standalone Oculus Quest. Number one on their list. Number one on their list. Oh, wait, hang on. Check this out. This, okay, okay. This incensed me so much yesterday because first thing that you see when you go to this page is PC Gamer recommended seal of approval and has the Oculus Rift and it looks like the new HTC Vive I guess there's images of those two in one composite image or no I guess they're just both Oculus I don't know it does not matter here's how they started this piece while our focus at PC Gamer is generally on powerful PC based VR headsets like the Oculus Rift S We want to offer a complete picture for prospective VR buyers. In creating this list, we've considered more than just resolution and field of view, but also cost, comfort, and convenience. And then they go on. But that's like all you need to know. So, we scroll down a little bit past their preamble. Best VR headsets. PC Gamers Editor's Pick gets their seal of approval. Oculus Quest. Display, OLED resolution, 20, you know, blah, blah, refresh rate, 72 hertz, field of view, 100 degrees, controller, Oculus touch. Features, completely standalone, excellent performance without a uh, PC, smart UI, limited software library compared to other Oculus headsets, PC link still in beta. Comes in at $400. Up next, you would expect, by the way, if you've listened to this podcast before, you would expect as I did, number one to be the Valve Index. But then again, I haven't given these other new headsets a try because I game on Linux. So, you know, I was like, okay, well, maybe it'll be third. Anyway, number two, Samsung Odyssey 2. The best VR headset from the Windows Mixed Reality Group. Display AM OLED. Resolution 2800, refresh rate 90 hertz, field of view 110 degrees, controller, Odyssey controllers. And they go on and extol the virtues of this this thing uh, of, of the Samsung Odyssey which is evidently now on, let's open, let's open, let's see what the sale price is right now on Amazon according to this piece. Um, oh, it's not even available. This item is only available from third-party sellers. So that's a big market right there. Okay, good. Number three, not the Valve Index, Oculus Rift S, the best VR headset for a massive library of games. Display LCD, resolution 2560 by 1600, refresh rate 80 hertz, field of view 110 degrees, controller Oculus Touch. Pluses, excellent resolution refresh rate, great deep library of games, inside out tracking, LCD minus LCD screen in place of OLED. That's a big fucking minus. Minus, lower refresh rate than the original Rift. That's a huge fucking minus. Um, where, oh, and they don't even have a fucking, uh, price for this. 
Now, by far, the longest entry on this list is their last entry, and I'm going to read it to you in, t- in its entirety. The Valve Index. This is their fourth entry on the best headsets, you know, block. Sorry, more whiskey. I had to light a cigarette here because I'm... I'm very angry at this. This is why, like, game journalism is going straight down the fucking toilet. Valve Index. Subhead. The best VR headset for a premium experience on a gaming PC. So what the fuck were the other... The name of this fucking website is PCGamer.com What were the other ones? The best headset uh, experience not on a PC gaming? Anyway, so here we go. Display AMOLED. That's right, bitches. Resolution 2880 by 1600. Refresh 120 hertz and available experimental mode of 14.4 Yeah, 14.4 hertz. Field of view, 130 degrees. Controller. Index controllers, the knuckle controllers. Connections. Display port, USB 3, USB 2. Pluses and minuses. Plus, best in class hardware. Plus, comfortable to wear. Plus, virtually no screen door effect. I can't believe that that's like the third plus. Now, the minuses. Expensive, cumbersome setup. The setup for this was easier than any other headset. I've owned two other headsets. But here, here's what they had to say about the Valve Index. Oh. I'm sorry, but I distinctly detect Hardcore bias in the—I mean, it's like ridiculous. Why even bother to put this forth? It just outclassed every other fucking thing that you have on this page. And the name of the article is "Best VR Headsets." So number four is the best. It's not the first. It's the best. Later they go on. I'm going to read the whole thing to you because it's—it's. Well, I'm not going to read. I'm going to read the whole intro blurb. They go into great fucking detail. They go into three times the amount of detail on the Valve Index than they do on the others. That does not in any way balance out a best of list. The fact that you extol the virtues and put this forth? That just tells me that either some editor was like, ah, I hate fucking Steam and, you know, they like Linux or what, I don't know what the fuck they're, but like, oh, it's a Steam thing. Fuck them. Everyone else is interested in Oculus, you know, whatever. Well, you're a PC gamer. You just said this is the best available, and you put it as the last item on your list. So here's what they had to say. Oh, yeah, by the way. Well, I'll read it to you. Let's begin with a cat. They misspell caveat. They s- Let's begin with a cavet. Wow, great journalism at work here. I'm not even, I'm not trying to pick on them. Everyone makes fucking spelling errors everyone makes typing mistakes I but this has been up for 16 fucking days and you haven't fucking figured out that the f- lead off sentence starts with a spelling error and you are supposed to be P- 
PCGamer.com. You're supposed to be a respected masthead that I'm supposed to respect. I now no longer respect anything that they have to say. I haven't respected anything that they've had to say in a long time, but mm. let's begin with a cavette. Not a caveat, a cavette. The index is a headset that hovers just inside the qualifications for this list. How so? Seriously, how so? If you want, you can read this by going to pcgamer.com slash best hyphen VR hyphen headset. How does this barely qualify for that list? How does the Valve Index barely qualify for this list? Colon. The Index is a headset that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Period. It boasts some of the best visuals of any mainstream commercially available HMD with a display resolution equaling the Vive Pro, Quest, and Odyssey Plus, but paired with 120 hertz refresh rate up to 14.4 in a currently unsupported experimental mode. It's not unsupported. I've I've run it, but it doesn't really work, but that's okay. Period. How does this answer what you've just fucking said in your first two sentences? It doesn't. You just contradicted yourself within the space of three sentences and about 45 words. Short of Donald Trump, that's amazing. So anyway, period. The field of view at around 130 degrees is also best in class, and there's virtually no detectable screen door effect inside the headset, which is a big fucking deal, by the way, because you can wear it for like two hours without your eyes getting tired. Um, period. It also boasts some impressive technology and handy convenience features, like, okay, I cannot believe that they call this a convenience feature. Like, Per finger tracking on the excellent index controllers, USB path through, pass through for future accessories, and fantastic crystal clear audio via the near field speakers, which hover just above the ears. It's also comfortable, period. It's also comfortable to wear, built from carefully selected high quality materials and with top notch weight distribution. Period. New paragraph. Okay, so explain to me why this is number four again. New paragraph. But all that comes at a price. As Bo said in our Valve Index review, it's the best VR headset on the market. Ellipse. And ellipse. Dot, dot, dot. If you don't consider the value proposition. As he points out, at nearly $1,000, the complete index offering costs more than double the price of the Rift S or Quest, and almost exactly double the MSRP of the Odyssey Plus, which can be regularly found at a discount which we just look for and evidently is not available from anyone anywhere. There also aren't any solid use cases. This is what really fucking incensed me. There also aren't any solid use cases for the finger tracking technology that's the key feature of the controllers. Hyphen, though that'll surely change with the release of Half-Life Alex next year. Like, we give a fuck. They didn't ever fucking use the Valve Index is what they're telling you. Next year, which index owners will get for free? Free after spending a grand, that is. If you have the budget and a powerful gaming PC and want to show off the best VR has to offer, the Index is the best premium offering currently available. So why is it number four? I mean, fuck you! And then it goes into detail. Field of view is the best in the market. Head mounted display, broadly any wearable mount, broadly any wearable mounted on. Oh no, this is just jargon. Oh no, that was the end of their article. This is just uh, 
they posted a little glossary at the end about what these things mean. So they left it at fourth with the same amount of copy as every other fucking thing after they say that it's best in class and bury that inside of the fucking piece and then denigrate the fucking finger tracking, which is the best fucking thing in all of VR. And by the way, they didn't even mention that the Knuckles controllers are compatible with any fucking VR headset. So, fuck you, PC Gamer. I mean, I'm just, I'm growing very tired of Windows-centric fucking media outlets talking shit about anything that comes out of Steam or Valve just because it's, you know, it's not Linux-focused. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's system agnostic of anything. But yeah, oh, and by the way, you can only play, like, the largest selection of VR games in the world. Uh, okay, that's the Oculus. That, In all fairness, that's the Oculus. Because everything runs on the Oculus. But, like, them saying that, like, the the novelty of finger tracking is, like, me saying the novelty of being able to jerk off. You take that away from me, my life is very different. It is a much darker life. It is a painfully darker life for me. So yeah, do you want to be able to jerk off or do you want to never be able to jerk off? Well, here are three models that are better than this one, even though this even though we're going to say this is the best in the world and it lets you jerk off. The other three don't let you jerk off. I'm not talking about like literally jerking off in VR. I'm talking about like I'm giving you an analogy of like what it would be like to me to play any other fucking virtual reality game without the um, Valve Index controllers, also known as the Knuckles controllers. They seat, they, so here's the deal about the Knuckles controllers. I've said this before. We have two minutes, we have one minute to go into this. Knuckles controllers have a harness around them. One on, one on the opposite side of each hand. This harness goes around the knuckles of your hand. This means that you can extend your hand while wear, you wear the controller. You can extend your hand as if to shake someone's hand without any fingers on the controller itself. It is mounted to your hand. This also means that you can use the D-pad, the D-stick, on the controller for locomotion, and then it keeps track of all of your other fingers so you can flip people off, say shh to people in-game by just holding up your fucking finger, and also hold on to guns in Pavlov VR if it ever works again for Linux. Um, yeah, it's only the best and most immersive fucking thing that I've ever experienced in VR and everything else is bullshit. If that was called, if that piece was called the cheapest, the best cheapest VR headsets in the world, then great. I would not be complaining at you about this, but they put the fucking index fourth it is barely double the price of any of those other fucking things. That is for the full kit. It's a, it's a grand for the full kit. Includes two base stations, easy to set up, easiest VR headset setup of any headset I've owned, and this includes Oculus SDK2 and uh, HTC Vive, um, the, the original Vive, both on Linux and on Windows. Of both of those machines, the best and easiest to set up, Valve Index. Best included hardware, Valve Index. Um, 
And by the way, those other three, uh, you know, blah, screen door effect, unfucking believable how bad that is for your eyes. You will not be able to play longer than 30 fucking minutes with screen door effect. The index, though, I can play it for literally, I can, it's indefinite. Like, so long as I don't have to smoke or drink or piss. If I, especially if I can sit down, like if, if I'm playing No No Man's Sky in VR, I can play for hours. Screen door effect, kind of a big fucking problem. And the other, I mean, and it's not a trivial problem. It's not just a cosmetic issue. It it tires your fucking eyes. Also, most comfortable to wear a headset. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, best speakers. Yeah. Best microphone. Yeah. Uh, best controllers. Yeah. Best performance. Yeah. Best overall performance. Yeah. And then they compare it with a metric saying that because the full kit for the, for the index is a grand, which is basically what all the other ones will run you. Then they do a false comparison saying that well, this is, you know, double the cost. Well, yeah, you only get the headset with the other ones. So, fuck you! You know, your PC... I mean, Jesus. Lost all respect and fuck those two journalists whose names I wish I had written down. Fuck them. While they're in something or other. I closed that fucking piece. I'm never going back there again. So, yeah. Yeah, I've never read anything like that before, though. Like where they say, oh yeah, number four, our least favorite thing on our top 2019 VR headsets is the best one. What the fuck is that? I never, my editors would never let me get away with that. Actually, they probably would have. But I would have gotten a phone call before we went to press. And they would have very seriously said, well, are you sure you don't want to clean up any of the contradictions? Because this one sounds like the best out of your whole fucking lot. And be like, no, it needs to go in fourth. Because it's it's Steam, it's Valve, I hate them. That's literally exactly the conversation that had to have happened. I'm almost positive. I don't know this for a fact. But, I mean, you explain it to me. Have them explain it to me, in fact. Send them a link to this podcast. Do me a favor, email a link to this episode of this podcast to both of those journalists asking them what the fuck they were talking about and I'll ask them directly, what the fuck were you talking about? There's no no time for me right now to get a reply from them, but until I do, fuck those guys. It's just bullshit yellow journalism. It is not good journalism. It is especially not good technical journalism. If it was called the cheapest headsets of 2019, then sure. But it's called the best and you don't bury you don't bury the best at number four. So that rant out of the way. We have a great feature for you this week and one awesome deal, which is actually three deals in one. Um, our feature based on with it, Ivor. Oh my God! It's the Libyans. The Libyans. Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooby. The Libyans. Oh shit! You're right. Ah fuck. I sorry. I forgot to mention that last week's episode. There's a correction for last week's episode that I need to mention specifically. I get confused, like, sometimes I say the Vive Index, or the Valve uh, HTC uh, Vive, or whatever 
I get the first letters of shit sometimes confused because this is a lot of show to get through every week. Last week, I said that Headlander had multiplayer Steam Remote Play compatibility built into it. I misspoke. I meant to say that Heave Ho has uh, built-in Steam Remote Play functionality. It's you know, Remote Play works on Heave Ho, which is in fact a two-player uh, game. Headlander, not so much. We'll be reviewing it next week if I can beat it this week, and I think I'm pretty close. Great game. So now to our feature. Leave all the VR shit behind. Leave it all behind. Not everyone has a VR headset or whatever, and especially not everyone has a Valve Index. It's so good to have a Valve Index. I love my Index. Wish Pavlov VR fucking worked on it. Not everyone has that fancy type of bullshit. So our feature this week are two side-scrolling platformers that are absolutely fantastic. They are like in a a cut above the rest. These two games belong in the same category as Freedom Planet and Freedom Planet is the best original side-scrolling platformer I've ever played on Linux. It's one of the reasons why Freedom Planet never goes on sale. Currently, the developer of Freedom Planet is working on Freedom Planet 2. I can only hope that he keeps, that he hews to the Linux support that he added with Freedom Planet 1. And if he doesn't, that he pays attention if Proton, if there's a if there's a problem with Proton letting me run it. Because Freedom Planet was one of the best platformers I've ever played in my entire life. But we are not here to talk about Freedom Plant. We're here to talk about two new platformers. One of them is from 2013, so I guess it's not new. We'll start with that one. We won't bury the lead. Rayman Legends. And Val Ferris. V-A-L-F-A-R-I-S. Actually, we'll start with Val Ferris. For those of you who are grown-up adults, or ostensibly not grown-up, or who are ostensible adults, not grown-up adults, who long for the golden age of maximum carnage in a side-scrolling platformer with a heavy metal soundtrack a la Contra th- the Alien Wars that was Contra 3 The Alien Wars the first one for the Super Nintendo or uh, Metal Slug we're talking like moving from right to left up and down or just straight up or just straight down on a linear pathway filled with absolute abject alien carnage and R-type like enemies we're talking about lots of icker guts alien guts spraying all over your face as you just mow down endless hordes of you know blah 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 in skill intense um side scrolling platformer gameplay a la Contra 3 The Alien Wars but you also want your Super Metroid gameplay elements in there. We're not talking about Metroidvania, which is a term that I hate, and I try not to ever use it on this show, but I just did, but whatever. We're not talking about, like, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is a side-scrolling platformer with pseudo-free will, pseudo-illusion of free will, go anywhere, quote-unquote, do anything, jump boots, lock doors, item-driven level progression, etc. We're not talking about Hollow Knight, which is the same thing. We're talking about old school pixel trash hardcore heavy metal linear gameplay with upgradable weapons 
upgradable items, limited skill tree, and very much every ounce of pseudo, every ounce of pixel trash that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of development could possibly create because this game looks fantastic Val Ferris V-A-L-F-A-R-I-S Val Ferris which is oh shit I are you fucked us again Val Ferris is not on sale came out October 10th 2019 uh it's it built oh my god it got like all sorts of fucking acc- accolades 10 out of 10 5 out of 5, 9.3 out of 10, 92%, 9 out of 10. What fucking awards did this game win? Official election, Indie Mega Booth, PAX West Showcase 2018. Okay, that was it. I guess that's the only one that it won. Partial nudity, violence, blood and gore. Um, This game is fantastic. It is, it is single player. It's straight up single player, so it sucks that Big Super, that's the name of the developers and publishers, I don't know. Developed by Steel Mantis and published by Big Big Sugar. Whoa, they did a good job on this fucking game. We're talking boss encounters that will make you... They not, there's not much frustrating shit in this game unless you're stoned. This is not a game to play when you're really deeply high because it's too difficult. But you can get very far. You can get through the first five hours of it, I think, uh, while very high. Let's see how many, how much, how much time have I logged? This is not a review. Uh, I only have three hours in the game, um, which is why it's not a review. But it will be reviewed on this show. Val Ferris is the hardcore heavy metal or scoregasm. Uh, well, it's not score. There's no scoring system in the game. It's just just go from left to right and kill everything which in of itself is a beautiful mechanic to return to especially with the upgradable shit that you have like you okay so like you have a sword and then you have a main weapon you can use your sword as your main weapon you can beat the whole game it seems like with the sword um I like the sword a lot but you will find other weapons. All of these weapons, including the sword and including other melee weapons, are upgradable. Um, well, Ferris, by the way, is $24.99, and so far it is at, t- at, at you know, what, $8 an hour at three hours? Right now, I have no regrets. It's not a review, but it's just the truth. Val Ferris, fantastic. And the level of detail that has gone into this game is just ridiculous. Especially for a pixel trash, a pseudo pixel trash title. This is obviously a love letter to Contra. If Contra, Metal Slug, and Super Metroid had a baby and then raised it by Butcher, this would be that baby. Um, fantastic. It's just, it's really good. I can't say enough about it. The boss encounters, which are frequent, are about on the level of difficulty is almost perfectly balanced. Cause like the traversal difficulty, like the spaces in between getting from boss to boss, um, are about as difficult as the boss you're about to face. Some of the bosses have cheap strategies that you can use to destroy them. Others 
actually rely on hardcore skill. None of them make you want to throw your controller across the room, and yet they are all very difficult. Um, you will have to use, in the mortal words of from Major Havoc, use tact. You know, <laughs> they meant tactics, but use tact. Uh, there are some bosses that you'll have to learn to be able to destroy. All in all, it makes for a perfect non-holiday flavored escape. If you have children, don't let them see it, or whatever. I mean, like, when the first time you cut someone in half and you see their intestine spewing uh, lower torso uh, right above their hips still walking around before they finally fall over dead, you'll get the picture and all the insect-like larvae and fucking slime and ichor and just gross spewing bullshit and insectoid bosses and and crazy fucking mechanized levels and ruined spaceships and all this shit that you fucking just hack and destroy your way through. It is really good. It's really good. It's like a pick-up-and-play one-way only Metroidvania with lots of secrets in it. But now, for the Pièce de Résistance, our feature for this week, we have only five more minutes and then I'll let you go. I really wish that I had known this game was this good last week when it was on sale for $7.99. I am sorry. I didn't know. I picked it up. From 2013, Rayman Legends, which still goes for full at full price, it's 30 bucks, $29.99. Rayman Legends might be the best platformer I have ever played. Haven't beaten it yet, but I've gotten uh fucking 13 hours in it. I started playing this on Wednesday. It is Saturday. I have a very hefty schedule of you know, it's like back when I was way into Seven Days to Die, I need at least 27 hours of Seven Days to Die in my brain at all times in order for me to complete my day. Same thing with The Forest lately. Increasingly so. To get 13 hours in a game for me in three days is a hefty achievement in of itself. Rayman Legends brings together all the I mean there's so much in this game that it's difficult to even fucking talk about. Rayman Legends is like a magical carpet ride to another universe that's very difficult. It gets progressively difficult as you master all the tools and techniques that are at your disposal. It is an infinite, unlockable, movable feast of high color, all ages friendly but trust me, your kids will hate this game once they get to a certain level. I don't know if they will be able to beat it. I haven't beaten it yet either, but the premise is simple. Uh, Rayman and his friends discover a magical tent. Everyone gets kidnapped, just like usual. Rayman inside the magical tent are a series of infinite numbers of magical galleries. Inside each gallery are a series of magical paintings. Each painting Rayman can jump into, or, you know, as whatever character you want, and there are dozens of playable characters, all of which basically have the same analogous uh, abilities. None of them have very special things that differ from Rayman. They all have, like, a charge attack, a fist, fist, char- uh, fist attack, axe attack, whatever. They 
all can glide by double tapping jump um, and holding it down. Um, but it's really the sheer variety and magic of the gameplay, especially the, I mean, just the beauty of these levels and the beauty and detail and time and attention that went into every single fucking enemy, every single frame of this game is magnificent. I mean, it is breathtaking. I, I'm so glad. It's actually been the highlight, one of the highlights of my year in terms of gaming. Valve Index being another one of them. Um, but we'll talk more about that as the year ends. But Rayman Legends is a, this is not a review. It won't be a review until I get 20 hours in. But I got it for 8 bucks. I would still be happy if I got it for 30 If I got it for full price right now, I would still be so happy. Especially with all the characters and unlocks and then so like there's two basic collectibles in the game. There are teensies, which are little creatures that um from the original Rayman uh, that are being held hostage by ghost pirates and all sorts of you know weird enemies, and the wizard Teensy, who you chase throughout, uh, you know periodically, like every three or four levels, there's a wizard Teensy, um, cutscene which are always hilarious and charming. The ac- actual visual beauty of these levels and the play mechanics, the sheer variety of play mechanics that has gone into this game. It is not even like a platformer. It's more like a hybrid of a hybrid of a platformer because there's so many different types of game modes. For instance, I will give you two examples here. Spoiler free, I hope. But they, but if you want, just turn me off or skip to the end and get to the deal section because there's a hell of a deal that's going on now through Monday. But two examples of what makes Rayman Legends so phenomenal. I like to play as one of the barbarian princesses and not as Rayman. There is a level where I, I think it's in the second painting, and there are dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of paintings to unlock. There are tons of unlocks in this game. Endless unlocks. So other than the teensies, which there are a set number of in each level, it's like either um, 10 teensies per level or 3. I think it's 10 or 3. Then there are also lumens, and lumens are like the um, floating magical point base. They're like the equivalent, they're analogous to Sonic the Hedgehog's golden rings. Teensies, though, can fly. The first teensy is a purple, or not a teensy, they're they're lums, lums, not lumens, not teensies, they're called lums. They fly, and sometimes they fly fast, sometimes they fly slow, they fly in formation almost always, and the first Lum is always purple. Every lum you touch after you touch the purple lum becomes a purple lum. Purple lums are worth two times the ordinary lums. This means they lead you into secret areas. This means they lead you into certain death. Trying to chase them and trying to get just the right sequence of lums in the right order. With enough lums per level, you can unlock the ability to scra- get a magical uh, scratch and peel ticket where you, that you actually get to scratch off in virtual fashion um, that unlocks either a creature for your collection, um, a classic Rayman Origins branch of levels, or something else. I can't remember. 
There are like 12 galleries that I've unlocked already. I've only completed one. So in this one, I'm playing as the in, it's like the second level in the, the, the toad the toad painting. There are these updrafts that come from the bottom of the screen and they basically last throughout the level. This reverses the polarity of your jumping more or less. Because like if you're if you're holding down to glide, now you fly upwards. If you're letting go, you fall slowly in these updrafts. And so for this whole game, without any music, all of a sudden this beautiful full orchestral harp soundtrack comes in and it is cued to specific parts of the gameplay and is one of the most majestic sequences I've ever experienced in a side-scrolling platformer ever in my life. The other one is the heavy metal boss level. It's not a boss. It's just a it's just a straight on rails thing. It's heavy metal. It's called uh, Castle Rock. And you jump on all these guys in shields and they're just stamping their feet. They're going, boom, 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 boom. Then every action that you take from then on as the flames begin to chase you from the left side of the screen to the right, every action you take is cued to a musical aspect of the soundtrack. And it's just fucking delightful. It's just heavy. I mean, it is amazing. It is so cool. If you don't jump up out of your seat and go, that was just fucking awesome! Then you don't like games. And also, every level from the first to the last one that I played is riddled with secrets, and they are all skill-based challenges. Um, any place that looks like you can go in this game, you can go there, and there is a secret there. Even if it looks like an impossible thing that will get you killed, and it probably is an impossible thing that will get you killed maybe many times. From the simplest levels to the most complicated ones, there are secrets everywhere, and to get all the lums, you'll need to get all the secrets. Follow the lums, generally they'll lead you to secrets or to your death. Um, it is just a massive game that is unbelievably polished. And the fucked up thing is they do require a Ubisoft um, you do have to register the game with Ubisoft. And Ubisoft does have um, a launcher but unlike Grand Theft Auto, unlike Rockstar's launcher, Ubisoft Ubisoft's launcher once you register and everything and get a password and shit which I hate and normally I don't feature any game that does this but this game is amazing and by the way even though it says single player it does have Steam remote play built in I mean it's it's capable to do Steam remote play meaning that only one of you needs the license for it meaning you can invite your friends do two player Rayman Legends Rayman Legends does get too hard to play while stoned eventually. But then you can go back and play the earlier, like the very from the very first levels, you can go back and replay them and get the extra um, teensies that you've missed or search for them, or the extra lums. There's always something to fucking do in this game that is uh, absolutely appropriate to your skill level. Um, the boss encounters are fantastic, hilarious, and the amount of time that went into this game is mind-bending. It's fantastic. So, 
That brings us to our our that, that'll take us to the end of this week's episode. Oh shit! Old habits die hard. I've watched too much Jupiter Broadcasting. Finally, our deals section this week. You can get to the link directly to this page, but right now through Monday, so December 9th, so for the next twenty five hours. Um. Oh Jesus Christ! Why? When I say do not disturb and shut the fuck up, why do all my iDevices not respect that? It's ridiculous. But anyway, the Van Helsing franchise right now, this includes Van Helsing 1, Van Helsing 2, and Van Helsing 3, including their complete edition variants. Now, for the next, like, I guess, 25 hours-ish, now through December 9th, so Monday at, like, 10 a.m. Pacific Coast time, I think, each one of those games in their deluxe complete edition variants, I've not played them. I bought them all uh, yesterday, right before actually Linux uh, Game Consortium uh, posted a th- super broadcast emergency, emergency! These games, all three of them, you can buy them each individually in the deluxe edition variants go for a tops of $3. They are like 90% off. Let me... Thank you, Ivor. Again, you're fired. Let's go to the store page. (laughs) So, for instance, The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 3, which is the most recent game in franchise, which I guess not a lot of people like. These are all like Victor Vran, kind of... I I don't know. They're like, you know, third-person action platformers with RPG elements. That's what they look like to me. Um... Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 3. Oh, here you go. The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing Anthology, which includes everything, is 90% off from $75 to $7.49. I'll be playing them later on tonight after I get my dose of the forest into my brain and after I go pick up my shit from Ikea which I've never done before wish me luck don't let the holiday stress get to you motherfuckers we're nowhere near through it we're not even there yet though the gaping maw opens wide Leviathan smiles at us Ah, keep your powder dry lads and lasses we'll make it through to the new years yet and Rest assured, I'll be back next week with more of the best games available for the new Slash Linux operating system, which you and I and all of us know and love. Cheers, thanks for listening. See you next week, and check out Van Helsing. And also, I'm sorry that I didn't know that Rayman Legends was so good when I got it last week for 8 bucks, but it's 30 bucks, and right now I have no qualms. And if you want to play it with me, just find me on Steam, friend me on Steam. My name is Skooky Sprite, S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E. Um, and uh, yeah, as long as you don't have CSGO knife giveaway in your friend request or on your profile page, I will accept your request and we can Steam Remote Play. Um, and you'll see. It is amazing. Also, check out our Twitch page, which has lots of video of that, of uh, Rayman Legends, Valferis, the forest and all sorts of other games, including me weeding vinyl. Extreme wine vinyl weeding. Alright, catch you next week. Cheers. Later. For five times.
a good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.